You're now tuned in to the Brendan King Show. From high above the circle in downtown Indianapolis, here's BK. if this was happening either. 10.30 this morning. Happy Thursday. It's almost Friday. It's the Brendan King Show, partnered with Friday Beers. Head of my socials on Twitter, at Sports on Instagram, at Brendan King Show. Get you a shirt. It's summer. It's bonfire season. You're going to want one of those long sleeve shirts for the bonfire. I just ordered one. I got my first shirt from Friday Beers. It is the Michael Jordan uh, Powder Blue North Carolina Shirzy Long Sleeve 23 on the front. I can't wait to wear that on the 4th of July as we huddle around the bonfire. That's going to be great. Again, suck down dash season dash 21. Get you a shirt. Dave Portnoy on the pot. Dave Portnoy on the pod, episode 24. I told you guys this was going to be an interesting week. Did you get my hint, by the way? (laughs) In the Ed Carpenter and Santino Ferrucci episode, did you get the hint? If you did, you're right on. It's Dave Portnoy. And again, I'm sitting in the studio today. 10.30 in the morning, expecting a call from Dave. There it goes, the caller ID. Few people have think Kyle Knezovich, 93.5-1075, the fan for getting that set up. It was a 1070 opportunity. They passed along that opportunity to me. It was awesome. Dan Dokic, appreciate him allowing me to do the interview. Jacqueline Jaco from Barstool Sports, one of the great PR folks there. She made it super easy. And Dave Portnoy. Dave Portnoy. El Presidente on the pod. And we're going to get right to it here. A couple things I want to say, though. And also, I have to get to the ballpark. So, this is going to be as long as usual. Indians games tonight, tomorrow, Saturday. It's carb day from the track tomorrow. Busy day tomorrow. Going from the track all day. Straight to the yard. Sunday, the 105th running of the Indianapolis 500. And maybe we'll see Dave there. Barstool Sportsbook is in town. It is here. It's rolling. Download it if you have not. But can't wait. Can't wait for the next few days. It's honestly been a blast. Like, this time last year, what were we doing, right? This time last year... May 27th, I didn't even have my first 1070 Indiana Sports Talk show yet. That was the first week of June. So, what are we doing a year ago? And and look at all of us now. Look at all of us now. It's badass, man. It's badass. I've loved it. And I'm having fun. I'm having a lot of fun. All right. Golf needs this Kepka and DeChambeau thing. Golf needs it. Now, I realize Phil Mickelson just won a major. And that's not going to be happening too often. 
Good for Phil. I'm happy for Phil. I like Phil. Like I told you, I told that story one time when I was a kid. I thought Phil was like the enemy because I love Tiger so much. And I think Phil used to be a bit more of a, not a head case, but Phil used to be more of a complainer and whiner. He grew up a little bit. <laughs> and now he's just a cool dad. Um, that was awesome. But this Kepka and DeChambeau thing. And stay tuned for the interview with Dave. There's a piece of information in that interview about said rivalry that you will want to hear. But golf needs this. What did I talk about a couple months ago? Golf needs a villain. Golf needs a villain. And depending on what team you are on, whether that's Team Brooks or whether that's Team Bryson, you can look at either as the hero and you can look at either as the villain. I know people like Bryson. I <laughs> Bryson's I'm on I'm more on Team Brooks. I'm more on Team Brooks. I think Bryson, you know, it just got announced the match, Bryson and Phil. And I think Bryson is just going to take that match too seriously. I think he's going to take it too seriously. And it's, you're going to get to like hole 10 and Bryson's going to pound like a protein shake on hole 9 and Phil's going to look at him and laugh at him and Phil is going to be like drinking Diet Cokes on the on the course. And meanwhile, Bryson's pounding protein shakes and trying to hit the ball 450 yards. But nothing wrong with that. It just might get a little too much. Like the match with Tiger and Phil and Peyton and Tom was perfect. I mean, you had a little bit of everything. You had Tiger, like, Tiger was like the quiet assassin. He wasn't saying anything, but he was killing everybody. Phil was hilarious. Tom Brady was was smack-talking Charles Barkley. Take a suck of that one, Chuck. And Peyton was talking smack before the round. It was perfect. I just think this next match might be a little too much, especially if Bryson takes it too seriously. But depending on what team you're on, either Brooks is the hero or Bryson's the hero. This is a perfect situation for golf. It is a perfect situation. They can't lose in this situation. Because Brooks and Bryson are not going to throw punches on the course. They're going to talk they're going to talk a bunch of trash to each other on social media. And Tom Brady's suddenly joining in on that. When did Tom Brady become so personable? Tom Brady's like the most personable athlete in the world right now with that Twitter account. Maybe it's not him posting. I like it. This is helping golf. While Tiger recovers from the accident, if and when he comes back, there's no way Tiger's not coming back now. There's no way. After he just watched Phil win a major at 50, Phil just won a major at 50. Tiger's only two years uh, off of Masters. There's no way Tiger's done. Not after that. This is a Michael Jordan and I took that personally type deal. There's no loser here in this situation. Golf does not lose. Bryson DeChambeau does not lose. And Brooks Kepka does not lose. Tiger doesn't lose either. What if Tiger comes back? What if Tiger comes back and on a, in a major, somehow, someway, Tiger gets paired with Brooks and he gets paired with Bryson? <laughs> You'd watch that, wouldn't you? I sure would. I sure would. So, I love it. I do. I love it. It's exactly what golf needs. Golf needs a villain. Golf needs a villain. 
We get too much with the hugging and the high-fiving and the shaking hands before the game. Look, I don't mind shaking hands before the game. I don't mind going to see your buddy. All the hugging and the embracing. Like, give me something, man. That's why playoff hockey is so great. Do you realize that in playoff hockey, these guys on the opposing teams are best of friends in some cases? Like, take into account the Europeans. All the Swedes know each other. All the Finns know each other. There's so few of them in the league, or so many less than Canadians and Americans. All the Germans know each other. All the Czech guys know each other. I could go on and on. But you see the Swedes and the Finns and the Germans and the Austrians and the Czechs. Sure, they shake hands after the series, but what are they doing during the series? They're trying to kill each other. Now, I'm not saying golf, you need to try and kill each other. You don't need to take swipes at each other with a nine iron. But I'm just saying, or basketball, you don't need to foul the heck out of each other. But give me something. That's why playoff hockey is the best. That's why playoff hockey is the best. That's why any natural sports fan, if you just like sports, you can tune in to playoff hockey and you can be entertained by it. Because you're following the clear rule. Your friends off the ice and playoff hockey settings on the ice, nuh-uh. You represent your brigade. With that being said, the Florida Panthers go down in six games to Tampa. I am happy. Not happy about the series loss, but I am thrilled about the season. Best regular season in team history. This was only year two of Joel Quenville, year one of new general manager Bill Zito. There's a long way to go for this team. This is not one of those one and done, make the playoffs, and I'm done. This is a situation where Florida, the Panthers just went up, a, a, went up against a really good team. A great team, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay knows how to win. They're defending champs. They might do it again. They're impressive. But sometimes you got to be punched in the mouth to come back and do it again. And next year, I have even, I have even higher hopes for this team. So, that was fun to follow along. I know some of you guys got into it. Some of you guys don't have hockey teams. You became like honorary Panthers fans. That was cool. That was cool. Dave Portnoy, episode 24. Did you guys guess it? If you guys guessed it, I'm impressed. Man, this is cool. Stephen A. All right, Dave Portnoy, hope you enjoy this one. Again, short episode. I got to get to the ballpark. I got to call some ball tonight. The Indianapolis Indians and the Omaha Storm Chasers. Hopefully, get to be doing some home games here for the Indians as well. So if and when that does come about. I want to see you guys there very, very badly, like I talked about on Tuesday. I want to see you there. I want to be able to look down and see you guys enjoying some beverages, having fun, trying to make me laugh in the booth. You already do that on Instagram. But I want to do it in person. We've never really had that before. I was too far away. Different here. Different here. All right. Dave Portnoy. Episode 24, El Prez, what you got? Dave, welcome to Indiana, man. Uh, you were hanging out at Hinkle Fieldhouse yesterday, I saw. So I, I didn't get to go in, but I was went to, uh, now I'm going to screw the name up, Hawk, Hawkery Hill, Holiday Hill. It was like a 100-year-old fried chicken place. Do you know what I'm talking about? Is that in Bloomington? 
Or is that Indy? No, it's beyond. It's beyond Butler. It's um. So that's we drove through Butler. It's probably really? five minutes away from Hinkle. Oh, I'm so, a Butler alum. I, mean, I don't even know what that is. Well, that that's shameful. I mean, this place <laughs> this place is the truth. Really? Fried chicken, comfort food. Been there for a hundred years. It's the second oldest restaurant in uh, Indiana, only to St. Elmo. So, it, and it was spectacular. Did you score uh, it? It's like. Nine point four on the fried chicken. I mean, it was spectacular. Woo. Woo. It was spectacular. It was the, the people who owned it hit me up to go there. It looked so good. I like places like that that have been around for centuries. So I went. It's like I said, it's probably five minutes away from the Butler campus. Uh, so I saw Hinkle. Just took a look at it. I didn't go inside. I don't know if I could have gone inside, but that is certainly a gym that you know is a bucket list place if you like college basketball. I was a sports media major at Butler, and I got some folks that I know in there. So if you want to go in there when you're here, let me know. I'll put you in touch with the right people. Maybe I will. I, I know whenever I'm a big gambling guy, I always wonder, that's the place to, the sunlight like gets in people's eyes, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that was the tournament, man. That's what happened in the first yeah. round. <laughs> yeah, we were trying to handicap what what, what the weather was going to be in Indianapolis <laughs> yeah. to see if the sun would be, be uh, in shooters' eyes. Dave Portnoy's <laughs> with us. Uh, Dave, the Barstool Sportsbook, available now in Indiana. I've downloaded it. I like the outlook of it. Uh, what's the biggest thing to you, Dave, that's going to differentiate the app from the competition? You know, I think our biggest differentiator is if you mention any of our competitors who are already here, you know, we have very much a face to it. Like if you're if you're mentioning Marcel Sportsbook, you think of probably me, you think of Dan, Big Cat, um, Rico, whoever. We have the characters. So the other guys are, are more corporate. Probably we come up with things that are more tailored to the personalities and, you know, things that our crowd is interested in. And, and you're going to have people who always shop lines. They're going to look for the best line. Smart if you're gambling. And then we're going to have people who are just fans of Barstool who have been with us for two decades who want to do the things we're doing, follow us along, stream with us. So I, I, that's probably it. I think the biggest differentiator is we've just had this two-decade story of legit gambling, not just because it got legalized, but unfortunately, unfortunately, we're, we're true gamblers. So uh, that, that's probably the number one difference. Yeah, I think the crazy part, Dave, you might have said this on like Mad Money with Kramer, but you're doing all of this during a pandemic when things are closed. I'm from Chicago. Everything's still closed. Um, Just think about what you guys can do, right, when things are open and people can actually pack casinos and parks and resorts. Yeah, so that was always the goal. You know, that was always what we were planning on doing, having a lot of, and and really kind of what we're doing in uh, with the Indy 500 is big events, bars, clubs, casinos. We've always done on premise. So things that, and we're good at driving people. So like for this weekend uh, in the Indy 500, obviously, uh, which I've never been to, but the snake pit I know is uh, closed and a lot of the events are closed. And as we try to wiggle our way here through COVID, the restrictions and the rules in every city are different. So like downtown where the race is, they're a lot stricter than where we're doing the party. Right. Um, so we're doing like 5,000 people. We got Diplo and uh, Machine Gun Kelly, two huge acts. And basically for guys, you can, you can bet your way into the, into the party and it's an open bar. So it's going to be a huge event, a great event, an event that probably it's almost like a Super Bowl feel, except the Indy 500. And if people go on our app, 
Now you can bet an NBA game, 250 bucks, and that's your ticket. Win, lose, or draw, you get access to this party. And if you win, then you get the, the 250 in your pocket and you party for free. So that's an example of something that's very different. I, I've never seen anybody do any type of promotion like what we're doing here. So we just try to think outside the box like we always have. But that is, we haven't been able to do a lot of it because of COVID. Like once we did our deal with Penn, COVID hit and nobody could do anything. Yeah. Dave, what do you already know about the Indy 500? And what do you want that's clear, to be cleared up? So, all right, here's the thing. I became pretty heavily involved with NASCAR. Right. Well, like, I, I went to all their races out of Daytona. I went to Talladega, Martinsville. I was all over the place. And I really enjoyed it. I've been to Casino Montreal for an F1 race, early barstool days. And for some reason, I get the F1 confused with what's going on in the Indy 500. And I know they're going around a circle. I originally thought they were going in the city. I don't really know. I guess I don't know totally the difference between the F1, where they're going to Monaco and through the streets, versus what's going on here in the Indy 500. Yeah, well, F1's the European circuit, obviously. And the Indy 500, I mean, it's the 105th running. It's crazy how long this thing has been going. And just the traditions of it, man. Are you going to the race? So it's on Sunday. I haven't decided because here is, and that's what everybody says. You got to see it once. And I know around here, even driving, for example, um, from where I am in downtown Indiana to uh, the fried chicken place, which I can't believe, Huckleday Hill. Somebody should know the name of this place. Anyways, (laughs) driving through there, all the houses, super nice neighborhood, had the checkered flags and all the decorations. I get it's a huge event. Where I run into trouble, it's always Memorial Day, right? And that I'm from New England, so that's a huge holiday there. And I think Memorial Day, wherever you grow up, you have your traditions. So you really would have had to have like drag me away from going to Fagawi, which is a huge party in Nantucket. You said you did the Cape, so it's huge. So. Very rarely would I leave. I haven't decided. The race is Sunday, so I'm up in the air. I'm up in the air on whether I'm going to do it. So if I'm going to go tomorrow to the track, do the two hours, look at them, go around and practice. But everybody is saying you got to see the beginning of the Indy 500. Well, the thing about tomorrow, Dave, it's carb day, and it's the closest thing to race conditions. I mean, they're going to be going 233, 234, passing each other. So it's a cool thing. And the natural crowd noise, I was there for qualifying. It's crazy. You know, there's a guy that went to Butler that's in the race. There's a guy that's from Brazil. His name's Tony Canaan. People love him here. Now, I've and, heard of Tony Canaan. Yeah. See, and this is where I get all screwed up. And Andretti is the part of this crew, too, right? right. Marco Andretti. Yeah, so, see, I'm relatively new, I'd say, to auto sports. So, if you asked me Andretti, I think I would have said he's an F1 guy. But he's not an F1 guy, right? Well, that's the thing, because they switch over. Like, there are F1 guys in this year's Indy 500. They can go and switch over. And But there's no NASCAR guys. Or was no, there one? is one. Juan Pablo Montoya's in the race. That's another name that I've heard of. All right, see, it is a little... It is a little confusing with the it auto is. sport. I, like other, for example, okay, here's a question. I know the Indy 500. Everybody knows the Indy 500. I don't know that anybody knows any other race on this circuit except the Indy 500. Ah, uh, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, they were Wait, just. What in, is another race? I'm asking you. Did I just stump you? I don't know. No, 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 no. They were just in Texas for a doubleheader. They started the 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 thing is they go between road courses and ovals. So th- to start the year, they were in Alabama. Then they went to St. Petersburg for a literal street. So what course. are the names of these races? 
Uh, all, all kinds of Grand Prix. So, like the St. Petersburg Grand Prix. Uh, Never uh, heard of it. Yeah, well, that's fine. I mean, it, it's just the Indy 500 is obviously the big event. Here's the question for you. So, the, Doesn't it sound like the Indy 500 belongs in, like, oh, you go to Monaco, and yeah. then you're going to Montreal, and then you're coming to Indy. It feels it's, like it's part of that circuit, but it's not. It, I agree. Uh, here's the big question. So the winner of the Indy 500 drinks milk because the guy that won right. in 1936, his mom gave him a bottle of milk to sell him to cool down. Then they kept on going with it. Two uh, percent milk, whole milk, or buttermilk, Dave? So I've, I used to do a whole. That's when I was a little kid, and now I've been shamed into it. I do one percent. I, I guess 1%. the lower percent, the better it is. But I'm down to a one percent guy. Yeah, the guy in 1936 drank buttermilk. That sounds disgusting. Yeah, and and, and that's another thing. It's, it's it is like I, everybody knows that tradition. Like I know that tradition that the winner drinks milk. I knew that. Um, it's a unique thing. It really is a unique thing because it is so well known and such an American event. But like I said, I I think it's the only one that people know of this circuit. Yeah. Uh, hey, you mentioned the Cape, Dave. I had a great summer out there. Uh, you mentioned Nantucket. First of all, when's the first trip to Nantucket for you this summer? And secondly, could you describe the differences for people that are listening in Indiana between Martha's Vineyard and Nantucket? Well, I'm a Nantucket guy, or I was. I kind of got in a whole brouhaha with them lately because they put me on the cover of like their magazine, oh. which I'm very vain and was very happy about. And then a couple uh, snowflakes complained, saying I was a bad dude, oh. and I tried to burn down the entire island. So really? I got a little, I got a little back and forth. Uh, I'm not sure when I'll get there, but I, I'm a Nantucket guy. I, Martha Vineyard, the easiest way, probably the different is way bigger. Like Martha's Vineyard is probably I don't know how many times bigger than Nantucket, but it's far bigger. Um, Nantucket, all the nightlife, the beaches, everything's almost like walking distance. So it honestly is my favorite place on earth. It, it's awesome, man. Uh, have you ever been to the Beachcomber in Wellfleet? Uh, yes, I've been there. Great spot. Yep. Great spot. Saturday night. I love it out there, man. I mean, who doesn't? That's, that's It's a whole function like where you grow up. That's kind of what I was saying a little bit earlier. If you live around here, the Indy 500, that's what you think of on Memorial Day weekend. For me, I think of, uh, you know, Fagawi, which is Nantucket, and yeah. people just drink until they can't stand. Uh, speaking of growing up, all right, I want to take you back to a pizza review that you did uh, in the South Chicago suburbs, Aurelio's. Remember that one? It was like the uh, French I onion do. soup that, cheese. That had, they had the onion soup cheese on yeah. it, I think, okay. right? Yeah, so to respond, that is my hometown pizza. And you are 100% correct that if you grow up on it, you swear by it. And I, I get what you were saying. The 6.8 just hurt a little bit. Yeah, I, and that may have been generous. Because wow. I've gotten a lot nicer with these scores, especially during COVID, because I don't ever want to like hurt a business or anything. But that I had a hard time with that pizza. A lot of people recommended it, and I drove, I want to say, 45 minutes from <laughs> Chicago proper to get out there. Yeah. And it just didn't it didn't do it for me. i got to be honest. It, it was unique. It was weird. Um, almost at a St. Louis, like, Emo's vibe to it, if I remember the name of it, where it has something weird going on with huh. the cheese. Keep it simple. Throw down the number one. Give me a 98-mile-per-hour fastball and beat me with your best stuff. That was junk. That was like a Phil Necro, like, <laughs> you know, knuckleball. Yeah. I get it. I respect you. You're the pizza man. I respect your opinion. Uh, to talk about another pizza spot, um, Goodfellas, and I, I have a tip for you. I am 
90% sure that the guy that kicked you out at Goodfellas now works in Indy. Because I remember yeah, when you went that's back. Been confirmed. <laughs> that's been confirmed. Okay, I 100% saw him. I gave him like the death stare. So I went back to the Goodfellas in Kentucky where we had the whole incident. And I saw the owners. They did say he was working there. I asked if he hated me. And they're like, oh, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't wish him ill will. He kicked me out. It became a viral sensation. I did forget he was working there till you just said that. So that actually, my antenna just went up. That that would be probably a good review to show up there again. I don't want to get punched in the face, though. So uh, we'll, maybe maybe I'll stop by. But you are right. Yeah. That's been confirmed. I just forgot. All right. I had a, yeah, I had my antenna popped up when I saw him. A uh, couple more things, Dave. Are you actually playing a round against Brooks Kepka? Yes. So it's going to be uh, after. In fact, so he's playing lefty, and I am a natural lefty. I'm oh, also okay. naturally not very good at golf. So it's him lefty versus me lefty for $250,000 to the charity of each other's <laughs> choice. And actually, after this interview, uh, I have a call scheduled with who I am planning on making my caddy, which is Bryson DeChambeau. Wow. That's awesome. Is the is the rivalry between Kepka and DeChambeau like exactly what golf needs right now in your opinion? Yes, it's what all sports needs. Yeah. Hate hate makes people tune in. Yeah, and I mean I'm a huge hockey fan. My uncle was a season ticket holder for the Blackhawks before he passed and that's why I think that people love the NHL playoffs so much. Absolutely. And the hockey rivalries, remember the old like Avs versus Red Wings, like yeah. Claude Lemieux and all that. The, those nobody sports is best when there's true hatred. And it's not like the NBA now where everyone's making out buddy buddy right. and super teams and friends. I, I want hate. I want guys who truly, truly despise each other. Dave, last thing, as a sports broadcaster, I'm a play by play guy. Um, Barstool obviously changed the podcast game forever. Whether you're talking PMT, you know, Caller Daddy, Spitting Chicklets. In the sports broadcasting game as it evolves, is that something you have ever thought about, like producing live events with a crew that's handled by Barstool and changing that industry forever? Yeah, I, yes. And I think that'll come maybe one day. The issue there, the beauty is like what you just described with the podcast world is we don't need permission from anybody, right? right. We can just go do it. Um, this, what you just described, like the NCAA ever giving us rights or conferences or the NFL or the NBA, that is a major shift. And, and they tend to be the most conservative organizations out there. Um but I think eventually it will happen. But it, it, we need them to. We have the money. We could we could bid for these deals because of the pen situation. Yeah. But they would never trust us with it. Hmm. It's interesting, man. Dave Portnoy, the founder of Barstool Sports. Dave, have fun at the track tomorrow. I'll be there reporting for 1070. So if you're around, would love to meet you. But I appreciate the time, my man. All right, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Take care. El Prez, Dave Portnoy, Stool Sports. That was cool, man. That was really cool. Episode 24, the BK Show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, again, I need to get to the yard. But if you dig these shorter episodes, let me know. I also want some voicemails for next week. 317-699-2350. Get them in, por favor. 
We'll talk Andy 500. We'll have some more drivers for you, I'm sure. 317-699-2350. Email Show at gmail.com. That was cool, man. I tell you what, the guests have been awesome. Guests have been terrific. We talked about coming back from break. David Kaplan, Jay Query, Sean Avery, Eddie Carpenter, Santino Ferrucci, and Dave Portnoy. And that's the thing. We're still just getting started. The guest this summer uh, is something I'm very excited about. Of course, we still have Max Homa coming. Max Homa will be on this show. We're in the middle of the golf season. That's the problem. Maybe Max Homa and friends at Byron Maxwell if you're doing some work. Keep in mind here, keep an eye out for some more college basketball coaches too. We have a few things up our sleeve. We're not done yet. We're not done yet. I'm having a blast doing this. This has been an even wilder two weeks than March Madness was. March Madness, at least I was in the same place all day long. Again, last two weeks I'm going straight from the track to the ballpark. But I'm having a blast. We're going to continue having fun. And let's keep doing it. Again, link in bio, Twitter, at Sports, Instagram, at Brendan King Show. Buy a shirt. Bonfires in the summer. You want those comfy long sleeves? Take it from me. You want those comfy long sleeves. Suck down, Dash Season, Dash 21. Talk to you guys on Tuesday. See ya.